you, Tanya. Good morning. Good morning. Well, the sun's shining. How great is that? Uh, it's great to have the kids with us today on the third Sunday of every month. Our kids join us, the older kids. And so it's great to, to have you guys with us. Um, something, our kids are really important to us. We love our kids here. And we want, they're very much part of our family and we want them to grow uh, in Jesus. And so we're looking to do something different and exciting. And I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because I'll tell you that next week. But to enable that to happen, we need two things. In fact, we need two people. We, um, we need someone to say, you know what, I love babies so much that I want to go into the City View Nursery one Sunday every month. Because I love babies. Uh, and so uh, we're looking for two people that would be able to commit to doing one Sunday each month down in our nursery. Because that would free up some other people to do something that we're looking to do with our older kids. So if that's you, uh, if God is putting a big finger on you right now, then uh, could you let me know, or Jeff know, I don't think Jeff's here uh, today, but could you let me know, either call me, see me afterwards, send me an email. Uh, Great, okay, if you are under 45, can you come to the front? That's, no, that's not IQ, Phil. Uh, Under 45... Can you come to the front? Okay. This is incredibly ageist. I'm sorry for the, those of you who are sitting down. Okay. What I need you to do. What I need you to do. Chris Orderman, are you under 45? <laughs> you have 30 seconds to get into height order. Starting now, go! Height order. (laughs) Height order, quick! 25, 26, 27, 28, 29... 30, all right, okay, let's see. Do we have any anomalies here? Any discrepancies that you can see? Oh, there we go. Uh, Sophie and Steve? <laughs> Steve, you're, you're hoping there, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, It's because you've got your heels on, Steve. That's why. (laughs) Okay. A a new member of our uh, big life. Welcome, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have you with (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) This is great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well done. If you are over the age of 18, you can sit down. If you are under 18, stay where you are. All right, great. Now, what am I going to do with you guys? Each Sunday, we're looking for an illustration 
uh, to go with our series on growing, okay? And so last week, if you remember, we planted a bulb, and so on the second Sunday of every uh, month, we're going to look and see how much the bulb has grown. Um, hasn't grown very much, I forgot to water it, but anyway, <laughs> it's going to grow. But what we're going to do on this Sunday and every third Sunday of the month, we are going to measure two of you. Which one of these, or which two of these people here are going to grow the most in the next year? (laughs) James, and who else? Xavier, okay. You older ones, you've already grown. Trev, you've grown too much. Go and sit down, go and sit down. Okay, Um, Xavier and James, you can stay here. And I want one of your parents, whichever parent. (laughs) All right, okay. Do you want to be black or do you want to be green? Black or green? You are the green family. Okay, I want you to go and measure your child, please. And I want you to put their name and the date on the... uh, on the ruler. And then over the year, we are going to see... Yeah, you've got to take your shoes off, James, most definitely. And then each month, we're going to measure these two, which means that you have to come to church on the third Sunday of every month. (laughs) And then we're going to see how much they grow over the year. Beg your pardon? Sunday, 20th. (laughs) Very good, okay. Oh, are we up to four foot? Fantastic. All righty. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for that. That is super. What are you doing, mums? What are you doing here? (laughs) Okay. So we are looking this year, thank you, we are looking at growing. That's our word for 2019. Uh, We're going to grow this year. Not really grow physically, but grow spiritually. We believe that God wants us to grow Uh, grow closer to Jesus, grow in the likeness of Jesus, grow as people of God, grow to be the person inside that God created us to be, grow in a certain area or areas of our life that will bring glory to him. It's a year of growth and we've identified, you have identified areas that you would like to grow in this year. And these are the areas. And over the next weeks and months, we're going to be looking at these areas to see how, with God's help, we are able to grow. But last week and this week, we're setting the scene. We're setting the foundations for growth. Because without the right foundations or the right soil, as we looked at last week, We will not be able to grow. Or if we do grow, the growth will be limited. So foundations are important. And last week we discovered 
that our growth depends largely on whether we say yes to four invitations that Jesus gives us. In order to grow, he invites us to be his disciples. He invites us into a relationship with him. He he invites us to follow him. Follow right behind him. Hold on to his coattails. And he invites us to leave behind those things that will stop us from following him and growing. Basically, he's saying to you and me, if you really want to grow spiritually this year, City View, you've got to attach yourself to me. You must give yourself to me first. And this verse in 2 Peter that we looked at a couple of weeks ago, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. It reminds us that we grow only with the grace of God and only by the Spirit of God. We can set all the right foundations in place. We can have the best intentions. We can have the best environment to grow. And we can try really, 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 really hard. But unless we allow God by His grace and Spirit into our lives, we won't grow. We have to keep that in mind all the time. It says in um, Zechariah 4, 6, it says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, the Lord says. And it's so important and something that I'm going to hammer home every week. You're going to get fed up with me saying that. uh, Because... If we forget it, we will try to grow and just get caught up in life-draining legalism. And that doesn't help us grow, that shrivels us. So you've got to be attached to Jesus if you want to grow. You, You have to. Having said that, We don't just sit on our couch watching Netflix, eating chips, and hope that God's going to zap us so we grow spiritually. We need to put ourselves in the right place to grow. We need to put ourselves in the right environment to grow. You see, there are certain things that Tanya and Andre and Jen and Michael can do to help Xavier and James to grow. They won't grow if those parents stick them in a cupboard under the stairs and leave them there, like Harry Potter. Although he did grow, but he left. But you know what I mean. They need to put their child in the right environment, in the right place where he can flourish. He needs to be, they need to be in a place where they get nourished. And it's the same with our spiritual growth. And we can place ourselves in an environment in certain conditions that will actually help us grow. And that's what I want to look at this morning. We want to, I want to consider four basic conditions that will assist our growth. Now, those of you who are particularly linear in thought... Uh, and, and like to do lists, you know, and, and tick things off on lists. 
and you really, really like concrete actions and action plans. You love that sort of thing. Well, if that's you, you are going to be such happy bunnies this morning because... This is going to be an incredibly practical sermon. I don't normally do practical sermons, but this one is going to be an incredibly practical sermon with action points to take away with you. Isn't that fantastic? Those of you who are more flowery and dreamers, well, you just look at the nice pretty pictures or something and uh, you'll be okay. So, So to do that, uh, I have uh, Chloe and Trev. Would you mind coming to help? as you're young and you're uh, fit. Can you uh, <laughs> see if you can give those out to, to people? Um, and if you need a pen, uh, let's... Uh, who, who can give out some pens? Uh, yeah, there you go. Give out some pens if, uh, if anyone wants pens. You can do this on your phone as well. I was trying to find a way of sending a fillable form uh, onto your iPhones, and I don't know how to do that. So, uh, uh, But you can just put it on your phone if you want. Kids, if you want to do some word searches, there's stuff here as well prepared for everyone today. Oh, I thought you were putting your hand up for a word search, Emily. No? Okay. All righty. You want a word search? There you go. Word searches are good. There you go. Try to find the fruits of the Spirit in there. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. So, yeah, this is going to be just a practical um, time this morning. So, bear with me. All right. Here we go. First condition. First condition. You can fill in the blanks. Isn't it great? You get this little worksheet, adults. Fill in the blanks. We grow when we feed on the right food. If you want to enjoy physical growth and grow big and strong and healthy, what do you need to do, Chloe? (laughs) If you want to grow big and healthy and strong, what do you need to do? Eat healthy, and I chose Chloe because I know she eats healthy. You eat healthy, don't you? That's Chloe, every day, isn't it? Wonderful. Yeah, you eat healthy, you eat the right food. If you just lived off pizza and Big Macs, you will produce results. Just maybe not the results you want. Xavier and and James will grow more if they have their vegetables. Yeah? Veg Brussels sprouts are good for growth. And the right amount of iron and vitamins. And in the same way to grow spiritually, we need to feed ourselves with the right food. What food is that? Well... If we want to be more like the person God created us to be and more Christ-like, I guess we would do well to feed on Him uh, through His Word. The Bible. The Bible or the ones you've got on your phones. That is your soul food. And in order to grow spiritually, we need to regularly 
feed on it. And regularly is the important word. You see, what if we only had one meal a week? But it was a big meal. You know, like every Sunday we ate this giant Sunday brunch buffet. All you can eat. Gorge ourselves on one meal a day. And then the rest of the week you ate nothing. What would that do to you physically? Well, it probably wouldn't be a lot of good just to do that. The experts say, don't they, it's better to eat little and often. Or in my son's case, when he lived at home, eat a lot and often. But it's normally a little and often. And it's the same with spiritual food. You see, it it harms our spiritual life if we just stuff ourselves silly on God's Word for 30 minutes on a Sunday morning. I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad. It's good. But you need to eat a little bit throughout the week. Every day. You've got to feed your soul, not just once a week. You've got to feed your soul a little bit every day or you're not going to grow. In Matthew's Gospel, it says, Jesus says this, people need more than bread for their life. What do they need? Well, they need a a ribeye and a, a bowl of fries. No, that's not what it says. It says they must feed on the Word of God. If we want to grow, we need to develop that daily habit. Five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, fifteen minutes a day. Now, how do you do it? Well, It's all to do with the hand. I learned this a number of years ago. Your hand represents six ways to get into God's Word. You see, you you hear it. That's your pinky finger. You hear God's Word. You read it. That's your ring finger. You study it. That's your middle finger. You memorize it. And then you meditate on it. And then your palm is to apply it. It's a handy way to remember. If oh, <laughs> Thank you. That deserved more than a... Yes, thanks, Phil. It's a very handy uh, <laughs> reminder. But if all you do, the only spiritual input you get is by hearing... Well, you're not going to grasp the Word of God very clearly, are you? I mean, it's just going to be a bit loosey-goosey. But if you read it, that's a bit stronger. If you memorize it, even stronger. If you meditate on it, which means how does what God says it says in His Word, how does that make a difference to my life? What's God saying to me through that? And then, and then you, you uh, study it and you apply it. When you do all those six things, your hand's like this, and God's Word's in there. It's not going to come away. It's not going to be snatched 
away. You see, if all only spiritual input you get is by hearing, like coming to church on a Sunday, it's the only time you hear God's word, or maybe you listen to it online, then it's not going to be a strong grip. So that's five ways, five ways to apply it. You see, because if you just listen to God's word, listen to me, do you know what? We forget 95% of everything we hear within 72 hours. As a pastor, that is incredibly depressing. You and I will only remember 5% on Wednesday of what we talked about this morning. And probably that 5% is about measuring the kids or doing a line-up or... uh, But it's true, isn't it? If that's all we do, is listen to God's Word. If you hear the Word of God, and then you read it a little bit every day, and you've got a better grip, and if you hear it, and you read it, and you study it, you've got a bigger grip, and if you hear it, and read it, and study it, and memorize it, and then you meditate on it, and then you actually go ahead and do it, that's so much better. And therefore, you're going to grow. You're going to grow in the Word of God, but also you're going to grow in what He wants you to do. Here's the action point. Okay, you've got a little section there for action point. I want you to commit yourself to do this for one week. I'm going to send out, uh, we'll put it on our website, uh, seven readings. For you to do. They're going to be short readings. They're going to be probably two or three verses maximum readings. And what I want you to do is to do that exercise with those readings. Now, what you have to do in your action points is how and when are you going to do that? don't understand my life. No, I don't. I don't. But how and when are you going to do that? Ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. And what I'm going to do, if I'm, I'm, technologi- I'm, I'm technologically challenged, uh, but I'm going to try to set something up where you, we feed back to each other what we've learned, what God's been speaking to us about with those verses each day. So just send a quick one-liner. Okay? (gasps) Action point. Trevor's getting us to do homework. Oh, no. I knew I shouldn't have come this morning. All right. That's the first condition of growth. (laughs) Feed on the food. Feed on the right food. Okay. Oh, action point. There we are. We've done that. Uh, Second one, then. We grow when we discover the way... We learn. We grow when we discover the way we learn. We need to find out how best we grow. Let me explain. God has made us all different. We're all unique. There's nobody in the world like you. Praise God. In the nicest way, I meant. 
We have a unique voice print. We have a unique eye print, a unique thumbprint, a unique fingerprint, handprint, unique footprint. We have a unique heartbeat. And we also have a unique learning style. You learn differently than the person next to you. And if you're going to grow, we've got to discover our learning style and understand how that will help us grow. Notice in, in Luke chapter three eighteen, it says about John the Baptist, in many different ways, John preached the good news to the people. Why did John use different teaching styles? Because all the people learned differently. Jesus did that, didn't he? Jesus was taught in the synagogue like the rabbis did, which is like what I do. Just talk, talk, talk. So he did that. He also painted pictures. He told stories. He also did show and tell, didn't he? With the miracles. Here, bonk. Wow, what did you learn? I learned that. He so many different styles because we all learn differently. You see, some of us are auditory learners. We learn by listening. You learn, you hear it, you get it, I've got it. All you had to do was tell me, Trevor, I understand. Thank you. You learn through the ear. And if, if you're a learner like that, you love church. Because that is generally the way we teach at church. Although I try to do it a little bit differently, but that's the main way that we, we do it. That's what I'm doing here. That's what we're doing right now. You sit still. Well, that doesn't work at City View. But anyway, you sit there while the teacher speaks. Everything you're hearing right now is going through the ear gate. If you learn that way, well, that's great. But the problem is a lot of people don't learn that way. Who learns through listening? Yeah, okay. A few. A few of us. All right. But there's some of you here say, well, I don't like to listen, but I like to read. And I like to watch. I'm a visual learner. Show it to me. Don't tell me. Show it to me. I I see it and then I get it. I can watch a video. I can read a book. I, I learn through not the ear gate, but the eye gate. And that's one of the reasons why I spend, it might not seem like it, but I spend a long time producing a PowerPoint every week. And it's not just because I love doing it. It takes me a lot of time, but I know that I'm a visual learner. That's my learning style. I have to see things. And who are are visual learners here? Yeah, okay, quite a lot of us. Yeah. You like looking at the pictures. It's great. You don't hear a word I say, but you look at the pictures, so that's great. Some of you are oral learners. You learn by talking. You learn through the mouth. When you talk, your mind starts engaging. In fact, we all know people, don't we, whose mind doesn't get into gear until their mouth is in motion. 
Oh, yes. Now, don't look at those people because that's really uncomfortable. But it's okay to be like that. You know, when you talk about it, you go, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I believe. Maybe, maybe you've never even thought about it, but as you say the words, your mind is actually activating. I think that's why people talk to themselves. Because they're trying to process something by talking to themselves. It gets, does anyone else have this problem? Now that people have phones with the, the headphones in, and they're chatting away, and you're not sure whether they're talking to you? Yeah? That blows my mind. I'm always saying, pardon? And the person looks away. Anyway, that's why I think they're talking to themselves. Because it actually helps you form what you believe and understand. And you learn and grow best that way. Now, there are some people who say, but I don't like to listen I don't like to read, and I don't like to talk. They're called men. Okay, that's a slight exaggeration, maybe, or a generalization. But some people are hands-on learners. They learn by actually doing it. You know, the average guy will say, you know, something's wrong with the car. Let me just get under the hood here, and I'll try to figure it out. Don't give me a manual. I'll just figure out how to put this carburetor back together. Anyone had IKEA th- furniture? Guys, how many times do we not look at the manual? I can do this because we learn <laughs> by doing. We learn by doing. So we grow best when we learn in the way that's most natural to us. So, if you want to grow in, let's say, trusting God, you learn best by listening. And if you learn best by listening, then download a sermon, download podcasts, fill your mind. If that's the way that you you learn about that topic. If you're a visual learner, well, you might want to watch videos or documentaries about people who trusted God. If you're a talker, then maybe you want to meet with someone who's stepped out in faith and and you can dialogue with someone. Or if you're a doer, you might just want to go out and do something and learn that way. Try something new. Now, ultimately, we we need to be able to learn in all of these ways. But what's the overriding way for you? Okay. Action point, practical application. Uh, Find out, if you don't know already, how best you learn. Write it down. If you don't know, I really don't know how, ask someone, because they'll probably tell you. But, um, and then decide in the area you want to grow in, whatever that area is that you've identified you want to grow in, How can you use that particular learning method more? Okay? So I want to grow in in courage. What do I need to do considering I learn best in this particular way? Okay? Alrighty. Third, 
condition. We grow when we develop spiritual habits. I can't emphasize the importance of this enough. We grow when we develop spiritual habits. If, a, if you build good habits in your life, you're going to grow. Now, there are lots of habits that are helpful for growing in your spiritual life. And there's dozens of them. And we're actually going to be looking at those over the next month or so. And we're going to look at the spiritual disciplines and uh, uh, to see how we can, we can learn those uh, and get better at those. But I just want to look at how do we develop habits. Well, we develop them by repetition and practice. We develop them by repetition and practice. We develop them by repetition and practice. John chapter 13, 17, Jesus says this, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you remember them. No. Think about them. No. Practice them. Do them. If you do them repeatedly. You see, there's... Study after study shows it takes six weeks for you to develop a new habit. Six weeks. You have to do something every day or at least regularly for six weeks before it actually becomes a habit in your life. So whether that's exercise or diet or a spiritual habit or or anything else. You see, here's what happens. Um, And it happens at the start of every new year. Gym memberships go rocketing in January. Don't they? I mean, people, the gyms are packed out. If you regularly go to the gym and then January comes, oh my goodness, everyone's in there. They haven't got a clue what they're doing. But they're all in there because they want to get fit. What happens? Well, by February, everything's back to normal again. Because these people, what happens? I'm these people. (laughs) I am these people. What happens is you, you start off really well, don't you? And then the first week, and then the second week, you miss a session. And you think, That's okay. It's all right. I'll catch it up. And then you miss another session. And then you miss another session, and then you give up. (laughs) For it to become a habit, you've got to do it regularly for at least six weeks, studies suggest. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians. It says, all Good athletes train hard and practice to get better. They do it to win a prize that won't last. But we practice to win a prize that will last forever. Into eternity. The habits you build now in your spiritual lives are going to help you grow. They will help you grow. Action point. 
everyone join a gym. <laughs> All right, no, not that one. <laughs> That's a different action point. What habits do you need to get into? The habit of doing. <laughs> if you want to grow in the area that you've identified as an area that I really want to grow in this area this year. What habits do you need to get into the habit of doing? Is it to pray each day? Is it to read your Bible each day? Is it to say or do something special for your spouse each day? Or sit and read with your kids each day? Or say hello to a complete stranger each day? that's what you need to do, then write it down. <coughs> Alrighty. Last one. Fourth condition for growth. <coughs> we grow when we help each other grow. You cannot grow to spiritual maturity by yourself. It ain't going to happen. You cannot grow to be the person God wants you to be by yourself. You need me. And I so need you if we want to become the people that God wants us to be. We need each other. God wired us in such a way that we need each other. <clears throat> we grow together. It's relational. Spiritual growth is relational. We're better together. <clears throat> there are 56 commands in Scripture that you cannot do on your own. You know that? 56 commands. And we looked at them, a number of them, last year. The one another commands. Love one another. Care for one another. Help one another. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. Serve one another. Share with one another. Build each other up. Be there for each other. On and on and on. 56 of them. God says, the only way you grow is in community. The only way you grow is in relationships. With a body of Christ. So the hand needs the foot and the foot needs the eye and the eye needs the ear. You know, if I cut my leg off, then it's not, unless it's some weird science fiction movie, it's not going to grow again, is it? Because it's detached from the body. You cannot grow as an isolated Christian. You can't. You only become a fat little baby. Think about a baby for a minute. <clears throat> All you visual learners now, you're just looking at the baby. <clears throat> Think about a baby. Who does a baby care most about? <laughs> the baby. <laughs> Himself. Isn't that true? And sometimes that lasts quite a long time. <laughs> the most selfish person on earth is a baby. 
I, I, me, 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 me. It's all about me. And everybody exists for the baby's needs. It's only when that baby hopefully grows up to maturity that it can actually think about other people. But you see, some people never grow up. They're stuck as a baby, and, it, and it's all about me, my schedule, not your schedule, my needs. No, not, not your needs, my problems. <laughs> I've got problems, not your problems. My priorities, not your priorities. It's all about me. And it, if that's the case, then we stay shriveled up little babies. We don't grow. We need each other. We grow when we reach out to each other, when we share with each other, when we do life with each other, when we learn from each other. Here's what Scripture says in Hebrews. You know this one. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. I often think the fittest I've ever been in my life, going back to the gym, fittest I've ever been was in my early 20s. And uh, me and a buddy decided that for a whole year we're going to work out. And we kept each other accountable. If I was on my own, I would have gone for a week and then given up. But um, Stuart was his name. Stuart would call me up. We used to uh, go three times a week. He would call me up on the day we're going and say, don't forget, Jim. for that and I went but he spurred me on that spurring on that uh, verb is poking prodding provoking that's what we've got to do with one another to help us grow to hold each other accountable to poke each other say come on you can do it I believe in you come on we can't do that on our own okay action point Think about how you intentionally learn and grow with other people. Who do you have in your life that helps you grow? Who helps you grow? It's good if it's your spouse, but it's not good that it's just your spouse. You need other people outside. Write them down. If you can't think of anyone, then here's what you need to do. Either join one of our life groups, small group. What happens at a life group? We talk about life groups and you think, what on earth goes on there? Basically, it's a group of people that get together, we uh, eat, we talk, we laugh, we pray for each other, we share concerns with one another, uh, we study the Bible, we shout at one another sometimes, um, we argue with one another, but we do <laughs> life together. We do life together. If you're not in a life group, if you're not attached to a life group, think about that. It's so important to do that once during the week. I know stuff comes in. I know we lead busy lives. I know that. But how could that fit in with you? So either join that or 
meet with one person or a couple of people for a coffee or breakfast or lunch once every couple of weeks or even if it's just once a month, even though that's probably a bit too long. Once every couple of weeks where you just share life with one another so you can encourage one another. Pick someone who might be in a similar situation to you and you can have a big pity party together. If you've got young kids, you just sort of talk about how awful it is to have young kids and there's no sleep and all of those things. Or maybe pick someone who's gone through that so that there's hope uh, at the other side. But it's so important, guys, if you want to grow this year, you're going to need someone to help you do that. Who is it? Okay. Okay, so hopefully we have some good action points some good intentions, ways in which you can feed yourself with the right spiritual food to grow, ways to grow that will best meet your particular learning style, ways to get into good habits, and ways to allow others into your life to help you grow. It's great. Everything you've got to grow is right on that piece of paper. No, it isn't. I said I'm going to be hammering this. These will come to nothing. These will not last. These will not give you a growth spur unless you have the grace of God and the Spirit of God in your life. Unless you seek a relationship with the living God first and foremost. Unless you attach yourself to the vine. Each and every day, this is a habit, a good habit to get into. Each and every day, at the very start of the day, I say a very simple prayer. Lord, help me today. That's all I say. Really, Trevor, you're a pastor, aren't you? You meant to pray for four hours? Yeah, I just repeat that over and over for four hours. (laughs) Lord, help me today. Lord, help me to draw closer to you. Help me to grow closer to you. Help me to grow into the person that you want me to be today. Help me to be the woman and the man you want me to be. The wife or the husband you want me to be. The grandfather, the son, the daughter, the mum, the dad that you want me to be. And Lord, will you give me the strength to do it? Will you give me the patience to do it? Will you give me the wisdom to do it? Will you give me the perseverance, the courage, the compassion to do it. You see, everything you've written down is fine and dandy, but you can't do it without him. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that, uh, that you want us to grow. Lord, that you don't want us to just stay where we are. Lord, you're so desperate for us to come more into a relationship with you, to become more of the women and men that you've created us to be. And Lord, I know that just seems such a lot of hard work at times. But Lord, I pray, 
I do pray that this week, Lord, that as we take these action points away and we, and we, uh, we look at them and we pray over them, Lord, would you give us the strength to do them? Would you give us all that we need to do them? And Lord, help us to remember each and every day that it's our relationship with you that's the most important thing. And all of these other things flow from that. So Lord, give us all that we need this week. In Jesus' name.